When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Siri, give me H-Town Soccer. Talking all things Houston Dynamo FC. This is the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. We are Forever Orange. What up, Page Town? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and tonight we are all back. Finally, first uh, recording of the year officially since we recorded. I think the last one we did was really um, right before um, 2022 ended. So excited to be back. The season for both Dynamo and the Dash are around the corner. Obviously, Dynamo does as well. But... Uh, I'm joined by Chris and Putalias. What is good, everybody? What's up? What's up? How are you doing, guys? And Rodrigo Segura, aka Astro. That's who we're really here for. So, what's up, man? Astro's dad. What's going on? Yes, I'm back. Astro's back. The season's underway. Back, I guess, because officially training started yesterday. I guess whenever you're listening to this, I guess that was Sunday. Yep. Um. So yeah, we're all back, we're ready to go. So, Rodrigo, tell the people where you were. <laughs> Real. Tell us, a, tell us a story. Man, I've been just traveling away. Obviously, I was in Houston and then uh, back to Dallas. And then we ended up traveling to Spain. Went to go visit Barcelona. Um, definitely had to catch a game at the Camp Nou. And, you know, I guess there's a lot of people that love Messi there still because everything around the whole city is just related with Messi and then obviously argentina right now with the with the world cup but yeah that was fun um got to see a lot of cool places and amazing views everywhere we were we actually went to mallorca which is on a little island off the coast of barcelona or spain i guess but um that was really nice and we also went to london just for a day just because we had to <laughs> do a whole little uh flight detour but anyways, I'm back. Glad to be back. And my dogs are pretty glad, too, because they've been missing us. Yeah. You, you send that cool video of, like, flying over. Was it Chelsea against Man City? Or, or my... Yep. Yeah, which Man City. before flight got moved, I was trying to see if we can get, like, an earlier flight just to see if maybe. I mean, this is just me. Maybe I could go to the game. Sure. But my wife was kind of like over it. She's like, no, yeah. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's, enough. That's enough. But um, no, nah, we didn't get lucky enough to even try to get earlier there. So it's just flying through. Especially when you had to drive so much to get your, your dogs right there. Astro's like, yep. yeah, I'm glad you're back. You might be. <laughs> nah, he's been good, though. He was good. He, he was good to see his grandpa <laughs> all week. Well, man, it's you, <laughs> I, I was going to say, you really haven't missed much, but there's been a ton of rumors that we've like touched on. Obviously, we've talked about how Ivan Franco was a sign that may happen. 
Uh, Brad Smith was hurt, you know, uh, a rumor too that was going around. It was finally, finally finalized by the team. Uh, Dia de Reyes Magos, I guess they decided to do it. Uh, felt like it was a forever, but obviously Ivan Franco was announced. Brad Smith was announced. Uh, now they're working on maybe getting, was it Franco Escobar, another Argentinian? Because we ended up losing Mati Vera, which is a little surprising to some. Um, but I think we've talked about the fact that the guy did not necessarily fit in the system of what, you know, it looked like they were trying to do with Achiache and Coco Arrasquilla. Uh, maybe Arthur takes over. But uh, Christian, man, just let's start with your thoughts on Mati Vera, man. Like, he's, he, it looks like they basically said, ciao, bye, adios, sta lasagna, or whatever Argentinians <laughs> use. <laughs> Hasta lasagna. <laughs> that was funny. Um, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, last time when we were talking with Dustin, we were kind of putting together our starting 11 lineup. And one of the one of the questions or one of the big bigger questions in my head was, where does Vera fit in here? Like for us, he's part of the starting 11, but also at the same time, in my starting 11, I had Barlow playing in it in that kind of same role. Um, so, you know, taking Vera out of the equation kind of makes it easier, I guess, in a way to to kind of be able to put that starting 11 together because Vera was a, I think, a pretty important part. I mean, he was a starting the whole time he was here. Only a few games he didn't start. And he was a captain for a while, too. So he, he was an important piece. But as we all know, you know, towards the end, I, I think as the time went by, I think his quality also went down. Um, he started super high and then just kind of kept getting progressively worse in a way. Even though he was still, you know, pretty good, making good plays. Some some stupid yellow cards here and there, you know, that it was always kind of like a given for him, a little reckless. But at the end of the day, he did kind of help out the team a lot defensively, you know, considering the fact that we had Quintero and another attacking-minded players, right? <clears throat> he was a good anchor to have behind those guys. So with Vera going now, and I don't did yeah he did get a, a green card towards the end right, but we were able to at least you know free out a spot where you know maybe we can throw in a Bartlow or Arthur or you know another player that can help us out in that middle, since we have a lot of players now that could compete in that middle section, uh, I think it's good that you know we're kind of weeding out some players and at the same time bringing better quality. Uh, at least in the league, you know, like league players that have been around the league a little bit off, more than than him to kind of give us a little bit more experience or or maybe a fresh look or whatever it may be, right? But I, I don't mind it. I, it's a loan, so technically he could come back. But like as you said, the the social media, you know, statuses well, were much of like a... Well, it looks like he's he's uh, gone for the rest of the year and his contract expires in December. So even though they have an option, likely what it seems like it's, you know, the, the term of the uh, contract expires and they most likely they're not going to get him. So, you know, it's a little sad to see Mati. Mati is one of those. I play that position. So I remember... The first year that he was here, it was right before COVID. So we were still able to do meet the team. Uh, the fans did. And I was able to go and get a picture and autograph. And and I, and I was like, man, you are a good number. You know, he obviously he's a five or six or whatever you call him. And like you mentioned, that first year he was here, he was incredible. 
I mean, it was easy to see why he took the captain armband for a while. And then sadly it was taken away and given to Tim Parker as soon as he landed in Houston, basically. So that maybe is something that hurt his ego too, being that he was, you know, um, playing very well. But Rodrigo, you want to add anything on Mati Vera or any of the uh, players so far in or out? Yeah, no, not on Mati. I mean, I think like like we were just or Christian was just mentioning about the green card. I think that kind of took everybody by surprise with him just leaving, just because you know midway through last season everybody was thinking like, oh look, you know he's getting a green card. That means he's here to stay longer, a couple more years, and then all of a sudden you know he's leaving. But at the same time, it's not that surprising just because when um, Herrera came in, he was basically playing his position more. Herrera has always been a player that I guess he's pretty attacking mind minded, but I guess at the old age now, we just saw him like basically drop back a lot, try to play that defensive mid position more than anything. And I guess that's kind of what the the role he's probably going to be looking at. And they're probably seeing that, you know, Mati's not going to really have a spot there, especially with the new guys coming in and, um, you know, Coco sometimes doing some work on the back as well. Yeah, so if you guys haven't already, uh, listeners-wise, um, Dustin was able to make it out to the first practice of the season with, like it was mentioned, it was on Sunday. Um, kind of odd to be on a Sunday at 10 in the morning. I don't know. Maybe they really didn't want media to show up, but it seemed like a good amount of people still showed up for the event. Um, and they did give out the list of the current players. So I'll go through it real quickly um, for the preseason, obviously. Uh, so the... For goalkeeper, they have four of them. They have Steve Clark, Andrew Tarbell, which is a new guy, Michael Nelson, and Xavier Valdez. Defenders are six currently, which is made out of Brad Smith, who looks like he's going to wear number two. Adam is still number three. Ethan Barlow changes number to number four. Daniel Stettis is number five. Teenage Davy 17. Griffin Dorsey, 25. Again, there, we're hoping that Franco Escobar gets, you know, signed just because he would probably be fighting, obviously, most likely getting that first spot as a right back. Um, midfielders, you have Arthur wearing number six, then Ache with his 16. They have Char- Charles Auguste, uh, which is one of the guys that they picked up, not in the draft, but basically as soon as the draft was over because it, he wasn't, he wasn't eligible, el- eligible. To be in the draft, he's number 19. Then you have Coco Carrasquilla still wearing 20. They still have Mati Vera here at 22, but I don't think he was there um, that day. Uh, then you have Juan Castilla wearing 32. Brooklyn Reigns, 35. And then uh, as far as forwards, uh, you had Ivan Franco wearing the lucky number seven that seems to be not so lucky with the Dynamo. Seva still wearing number nine. Corey Bear, uh, number 12. Beto Avila, 14. Nelson Quinones, 21. Ifaniachi Achara, he's wearing number 23. Daniel Daniel Rios, which, I mean, Daniel Rios, which is Danny Rios, 33. Thor, 34. And they had um, Isaiah Reed, which is a guy that got picked up on the draft, as well as Frats, uh, Periot. Uh, both of them not showing a number. But anyways, so that's the list. To me, the one that is still kind of weird not to see here, not necessarily that it's like, oh, my God, he's a great player. What happened to Sam Junkwell, man? Uh, 
Rodrigo, man, your thoughts on just Sam Junkwon? Not really. There's no news on him. You know, good or bad? Like, is he leaving? Did he retire? It's kind of odd. I don't know. Especially when you're looking for a left back to, you know. Yeah, I think um, not hearing anything from him. I mean, maybe it was something with the last, not last regime, but like last um, head coach, Nagamura, or something that they, maybe he maybe he talked them into, you know, better role than what he was at. Cause, or maybe it was just personal because everybody kind of knows that, you know, you're not going to beat Adam for that spot. And that's, to me, that there was son of a... <laughs> you know what? And he purposely... He's, he's literally Bro, he like just, 10 feet away from me. Like, I Astro can't just, just get up and like... For like, you to talk. That's like... I know. Just wait. Look, here. You said... But, you... Dude, like, he's literally on the... I think it's on his bed. And he's like 10 feet away from me. And Hilarious. Motherfucker. All right, we'll pass the mic to Christian then. What do you think, Christian, man? Sam Junko, again, not, not like a big name or anything like that, but I think it just, you know, curiosity gets the best of me, just trying to figure out exactly what's happening with him. I mean, on yeah, on the same boat. I mean, there's not much to say. The, the only thing you could say is the kid is a hard worker, you know, but other than that, I guess the, the big question would be, is he really competition for Adam Lundqvist, you know? Is he going to be there to actually compete for him? Or do we need to bring a bigger name as we did for the right back, you know, uh, to to kind of take over or literally fight for that position? Uh, Adam, I think he has become one of the better left backs in the league. I'm not going to say the best or one of the best, but I think every th- there has been moments where there was a, you know, that specific time where he actually lost the starting role to Junqua. And then he kind of came back better than ever to kind of prove himself that, you know, damn, I, lo- I almost lost my job, you know? Um, and he's been doing pretty good. I mean, I, I really like Lundy. I think defensively he's pretty solid. Obviously he could get better and better and better, but he's pretty solid attacking wise. You know, he, he tries to push as often as he can. Obviously the teams that we had haven't been great. So I don't think not having a good team, I don't think it helps, you know, the defensive backs, you know, be able to push as much as much as they have, as much as they would have or would want to to have pushed forward, but I think you know as slowly as we get better as a, as a unit, I think each position will get will get better and better, and and hopefully Adam will keep pushing forward. But going back to Junqua, I mean, it, it is very surprising that he's not there because I don't I I think his contract was in kind of like you know those talks or whatever. Yeah, right, I think, it I looked know. like they, I'm sorry, they send out like a bona fide offer, which is basically just an offer, take it or leave it, basically. Yeah. But it was never said if he rejected it or accepted it. Clearly, he's not here. So, and I think yeah. it may have been a little bit of a question mark. But with the uh, with the arrival of Brad, um, Brad Smith, that Smith. is a left back, at the end of the day, oh, you basically you're covered now. But it's just, again, yeah. it's just curious, like what this kid that, it was all over the place at one point, uh, playing several positions, being mm-hmm. that um, uh, <laughs> player that could be moved around throughout uh, the uh, season, just kind of disappeared. It, it It's interesting for sure. But uh, Rodrigo, um, also, you know, one thing that we learned, obviously, we knew that there's a lot of guys leaving, especially players like Memo Rodriguez um, that, you know, has been here for a long time. The guy 
uh, played, you know, more than 130 games for the Dynamo. Never really became the star that many wanted. But he lands in LA Galaxy. Man, you know, if you're going to get a breath of fresh air, that's like the ultimate, right, going to LA. But your thoughts just on, you know, what what do you think maybe he, he can do there, man? Do you see that he could get minutes just in LA period? Or do you think that... um he may just kind of do the same role that he was doing here. No, I honestly, I mean, good for him that he's going to a team like that, but I do think he's going to struggle with minutes there. I mean, that team, you know, every year they try to get a stack as, as they can. Um, obviously they sometimes they like to rotate their players a lot um, with all the competitions they tend to play, but it's, I mean, good for him, but yeah, I, I think, I think he would have, find maybe more minutes if he would have gone to a not lesser team but just a team that would actually need him per se i mean you know not, not saying he's a bad player or this amazing player i mean who knows but i think that's good for him good for him that he's at least moving on to another mls team you know because the things he he showed in the last last few seasons kind of how it was trending down for him and for him to find a, a team like um, Galaxy to to pick him up, you know, good for him. Not not, not what, much to say you know other than you know because yeah. there's <laughs> well especially when you see Galaxy, you know, you, they have Gaston Brugman with Ricky Pui or however you pronounce that name, Marky Delgado. They have a lot of players too in the central uh, of the field, unless you know you're thinking Memo may play on the wing or something every now and then but you're right i mean galaxy's flashy for a reason they're most likely gonna go out there and spend money on someone for sure you know it's funny that the three guys that we talked to like yeah. the most often on this podcast were all <laughs> yeah. sent out maybe we're year. bad luck we shouldn't say that out <laughs> loud so maybe maybe we should have brought quintero from the beginning and we you could have done the the curse from the very beginning <laughs> right? christian <laughs> that that would have been fun. Yeah, but that's true. We uh talking to Memo, talking to uh, Palomino and Mativera, and uh, uh among the ones we talked. Of. But anyways, well, we need to get back into uh getting those interviews done if we can get an answer back sometime. You know, <laughs> <laughs> wink, 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 wink. <laughs> uh, man. So you know the season. It's I was looking at it and it's February twenty. Is the first match, so it's about 47 days away, which doesn't seem like a long time, but it'll fly by pretty quickly. But we're in the midst yeah. of preseason, so at the end of the day, I think I was listening to I believe it was extra time that uh, Tom, Tom, I know, I know, I don't like segment. extra time, I know it's <laughs> awful. It's an Atlanta United stand account, man, and it, it gets pretty annoying pretty quickly, but. Tom had good information saying that the last uh, day to com- have a roster, I guess, complied your roster. So basically letting people know who's going to be making your team squad. It's actually the day right before kickoff. So needless to say, there's a lot of time for them to add however many players they want. But another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I think uh, one of the questions that was asked for Pat Onside on Sunday was basically, what are you looking at? And it looks like he may be, apart from Escobar, as a right back, he's looking at getting two more players. And Christian, do you remember what positions they were? I know they were, I think it was an attacking midfielder and central midfielder. Yeah, he basically said uh, center attacking mid and a wing like type type player. So yeah, just those two, I mean, which is literally what we need. Right. It's not it's not that kind of hard. And also, I mean, I think a question mark for me is who's gonna wear the number ten? You know what I mean? Like that's to me a number ten is such a huge number. You know, it's where where who's gonna be this next guy? Are you trying I to say they're, they're gonna sign you know? Lionel Messi is coming? Is that? Hey, what I don't know. I'm just you know. <laughs> hey, you never know. You never. Hey, if he <laughs> came crazy, here crazy and we happening. win everything, he'll be ultimately the greatest ever. For real. Pelé <laughs> <laughs> never won fun. an MLS Cup. Ronaldo's <laughs> never won an MLS Cup. Maradona did. Maradona got kicked out of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but, dude. Oh, Rodrigo, uh, I was going to ask you, like, the, the obviously those two players, they have those U22 spots. You think they'll use those for those two positions? You know what? Yeah, and I was looking at, you know, the age and quali- what qualifies them and all that kind of stuff. And I know Asher was pretty active online the other day. I kind of wanted to tell him, like, dude, just get Linus. <laughs> he meets the requirements. You have Herrera. We need a guy with those qualities. He's hey, not maybe. playing where he's maybe. where he's supposed to be playing, I guess. You know, like the the European teams don't really, I guess, playing him. It just doesn't look positive for him. And I did see some rumors that he might be going back to Liga MX. But I'm like, crap! Just make a stop over here, and I don't know. <laughs> well, it was definitely rumored uh, last year that they tried to get him and it just kind of didn't work out because as we all know pat onstad is doing it i mean honestly i was very pat out mentality at one point but at the same time i was like you know what let's get to the offseason let him work and he's done well so far right cleaning out the roster space um and trying to get as much (laughs) tam jam Gam, Mama Jam, all that kind of fake money that they use to buy players in the league. But another thing was that he is so tied up with getting all those guys that he's been getting on a loan, you know, option to buy, like a one-year loan option to buy. And it's hilarious (laughs) because it's good, right? Because at the end of the day, like if it doesn't work out, like Taguinho, you're not stuck with him. Imagine if he would have just right out bottom, like who the hell are you gonna sell it to? Walmart, like no one's gonna take that guy, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> hey, they say you don't need a receipt sometimes, so you know, he, he I would, I would try that first. But, but um, you know, I think he's doing all this because of how the bad situation with Matt Jordan. Like he left him so much crap that he's been cleaning out, and I feel like that's been one of the bigger things, like. How can we get guys without being committed? Because we don't know their potential here. You know, we don't know how the head coach is going to work out. You know, and and I mean, because, you know, you have this Nagamura 
trial thing that happened. And what if you wanted to bring all these guys for an extended period? Now he's out. Now you're stuck with them. Yeah. And now the new guys kind of want his new players. And we're like, well, no, <laughs> we're kind of stuck with this guys for right now. So I feel like in a way it's, it was kind of like a learning moment after he realized, shit, we have all this roster, you know, things that we need to move, but we're stuck. So, all right, let me say, let me say something. And then at the end, I'm going to ask you guys a question or I might ask the question first and then say something. I don't know. Whatever comes out, it comes out. But I heard somewhere, I can't remember if it was Dustin or I can't remember if I heard it on extra time or, or wherever it was, but basically, saying that Ben Olsen was the guy that Pat wanted before Nagamura, right? Uh, he wasn't available for whatever reason, you know, whatever it is. And he went with the second option, which was, uh, you know, Paolo Nagamura, a, a rookie when it comes to coaching, a rookie when it comes to the league, like literally rookie all over, which everybody, whenever he got hired, we were like, what's going on here? Like, that's... It's not that there's the worst pick ever, but it was a very, very questionable pick, you know, for being your first pick for a manager. Uh, like, it's very questionable, right? At the end of the day, we got rid of Nagamura. Ben also comes around with 10 years under his belt, you know, with DC United. And then, you know, going to the Washington Spirit, doing his thing on, on the, like, manager, you know, GM side of things, sporting director, whatever he was. So... Obviously, he has a little bit more experience in the league and then, you know, just kind of dealing with players, relationships, and and whatever it may be, right? So, Pat Onstead now has a coach that he has a relationship with, right? He has maybe his, what could have been his first pick before Pablo Nagamura, somebody that he wanted. Now, he's able to clean house 12 players out of the roster, you know, 12 players. And if you look at that list of 12 players... There was a lot of players that were brought in from previous regime with Matt Jordan with terrible contracts, terrible money, like stupid, like, you know, giving out international roster spots for life. Like, like I didn't know about that. And I was like, bro, this is the dumbest guy ever. How the hell? Like, mm. if you didn't like Matt Jordan, then like now you hate him even more. Right. Because you're like, this dude is terrible. Like, he's the worst ever. Shout out to Matt Jordan. And then, you know, bringing in players with, you know, experience in the league, bringing in players that, you know, not afraid to make moves of, you know, letting uh, Tim Parker go that supposedly he's one of the best, uh, you know, quote unquote, one of the best center backs out there supposedly, right? I don't know. That's what they say. I didn't see it. Uh, letting Matias Vera go, a, a quote unquote veteran in this team, right? Veteran? Is that a word? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then just, you know, just little kind of like stuff like that, bringing in a, you know, proven somewhat striker in Ferreira. And then not only that, but being able to bring HH, it's a huge deal. I mean, you bring, I mean, you know, he is, you know, quote unquote, an older guy, whatever, but he has experience and you bought him or you brought him from Atletico Madrid which is a, you know, world-class team, right? So if you start looking at all the moves, you know, as, as much as there was moments where we were questioning Pat Onstead's, you know, decisions and Asher's decisions and, you know, maybe somebody in this uh, conversation here 
doesn't like Asher or Pat so much. Uh, but we'll leave that for another day. But I mean, can we say that this is the best that we have seen the Dynamo in the last, I don't know, seven to ten years? Yeah, I'll let Rodrigo <laughs> get Rodrigo started, but uh yeah, go Rodrigo. The best as in like the team formation. Yeah, like like or... when you look at when you look at he's talking about like the structure when... of it. Yeah, when you look That's at coaching, saying, when like you look team, at roster, like... when you look at depth, when you look at like multiple things I guess. Overall, yeah, as a club in a way. The recent years, I mean yeah, I feel like we're just starting from scratch finally and like breaking out this last seven, eight, nine years or whatever Matt Jordan screwed up. But overall, no. I mean, you know, that, that San Jose team was pretty, pretty juicy there um, that we got. <laughs> but no, no, I mean. <laughs> yeah, not not ever, ever. But like in the, in the recent memory of like us, you know, doing the show, us following the Dynamo as older guys that understand the game. I mean, obviously 2006, 05 or, or 06, 07, whatever. Uh, that was the best years of the club, of course, right? And then you can maybe throw in, you know, sprinkle in that U.S. Open Cup that right. Matt Jordan, you know, held on to for dear life. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, yeah. with Elise and and then you know Elise Kyoto Manotas. But I mean, other than that, I think maybe this team. I'm. I mean, we haven't seen them play yet, right? This is all speculation. Yeah. But this this is probably the best glimpse of hope that we have seen in the last five well, to seven years because we're seeing it as officially this is not a Matt Jordan team I think that's you know as a hard reset that we've been talking about that for me you know it's not that I don't like Pat Onset or Asher but it's like not a lot seemed to have happened the first you know go around and now that it's like okay we can finally get rid of some people and you starting to look at it and it makes a little bit more sense and there's players like Fafa that maybe some people didn't want to see walk or even Tim Parker and it's funny you mentioned Tim Parker because I saw a picture like it just I was doing um the breakfast links and I saw a picture of uh, Tim Parker and now I smiled like I was happy knowing that this fool is not gonna be there anymore like I don't know why but I mean, there is a rumor has it that you know Messi was like Kemira Bobo, and it was actually the Tim Parker that he told them not to play. Yeah, but no, it's just you know it was those guys that were getting paid so much, their contract was so long for not a lot of you know production out of them, and so it, it if it's um, Pat and Asher, their way to approach it is you know we're taking it a season at a time. That's fine with me too, you right? Making all those uh especially the outside um transactions, um bringing them in as a loan, right? And then maybe with the option of making it permanent. It worked with obviously with Coco, you know, that, that again that was a my Jordan thing, but uh, you're gonna hit and miss in a bunch of them. Teguino was one that was like, Oh my god, really on YouTube, you watch this cat on YouTube, like, come on, man. <laughs> But but in the sense of what you're asking, I think at the end of the day, if you really step back and uh, and look at the like what is happening, you know, there's 
a bunch of coaches being, you know, apart from assistants, there's been all kinds of uh, positions made that you can definitely tell the Negamuro was not the guy. Like they left him out to dry to an extent. And uh, it, it was very obvious that um, Ben Olsen was the guy that Pat wanted from the very beginning. And clearly, you know, Olsen wasn't ready probably at the time. So the poor guinea pig had to be Negamore. Maybe, maybe, maybe that was like, I mean, and we'll see how this season goes, but maybe we're going to see this as a, like a brilliant move by Pat because he probably wanted Ben, but knew that his first season was going to be a failure. So instead, he tried just to put Nagamura out well, there. And, of like, and like a sacrifice. Ever- like, hey, if you, <laughs> if if we for some reason make the playoffs with you, he's going to look like a genius. But if you don't, it's kind of like, yeah, we, we, we knew this was going to happen. Like, you know, not, not to put that blame or pressure on him, but I feel like they knew it was going to be a failed season because of all, like, like we just mentioned all this roster movements, all these things that Matt Jordan left, there was really not much room to grow other than, Hey, let's pick up a few star players or somebody that like red hours, that's going to improve you know, for the the supporters' um, morale, I guess. You know, like, hey, let's bring somebody in and then let's start stepping up the game, you know. Um, but, yeah, I feel like this is probably so far has been the best roster we've had in a while in terms of space, I guess. You know, they're still working on a few things, yeah. obviously, with the DPs and all that. I still think that, this is at least giving us hope that we're eventually going to start landing those big names, not just, you know, Herrera is a big name, quote unquote, for, you know, the Mexican supporter appeal and, you know, just international, internationally overall. But I feel this could be like the stepping stone of like, hey, you know, we have an owner that wants to grow, wants to see the team succeed and, who knows? Maybe we're, we're going to get a player or two in the next couple of years that might be a little bit past their prime, but they're willing to come to the MLS and play for the Dynamo. Yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible stuff that is happening. Just again, it's not you're not winning MLS Cup in 2023, right? I mean, chances are very slim. You still have to get better, but it seems like you're actually finally like digging yourself out of that hole that you were in for five seven years. Uh, except for like you mentioned that be- I mean I still love that trophy don't get me wrong honestly the the uh, US Open Cup is probably like a better looking trophy for me than the MLS Cup period it just it just looks fancy but uh Christian any more thoughts on on this on the roster stuff no I mean no not really I, I I'm pretty hopeful I'm hopeful every year to be honest in the beginning but this one seems a little, seems different, you know, seems different. I just think, uh, like, you know, like Rodrigo was saying, maybe, you know, last, his first year was a, kind of like a throwaway year. And now this is the year that, you know, actually they start working, they start making moves. They basically start doing whatever they want, you know, without any, you know, anything holding them back. So I'm very hopeful. Uh, I'm hoping to to see to finally see a playoff game for the Houston Dynamo. I I think since yeah. I started podcasting, you know, like three four years ago or whatever it may be, I've never seen a post uh, season of the Dynamo. 
So I'm looking forward to coming whatever what what day comes, uh, October, November, and still be doing you know podcasts about the Dynamo and how they're playing. And even if it's just one, <laughs> I'm content with one. You know, with one just with one one just one game. There you go. There you go. I'll yeah, he got it out. He got it out. Thank you. Thank you. Struggled a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> but it, man, you know. Um, no, I'm with you guys. And obviously, like, as the season gets closer, we'll get into basically what we did last year. I think last year we did a good exercise of kind of going through uh, the season or the games and the schedule, kind of giving our opinion of like, you know, how many and basically find out how many points we think we're going to get. I'm hoping that Rodrigo gets it right. This I'll, time. I'll be more realistic this time <laughs> around. OK, uh, well, I'll put the bias less hope for the best. And just kind of be more realistic. I'll be more like our boss, Dustin. Uh, just, just put loss every game. <laughs> loss if every they game. win, <laughs> that's why I'm telling you. My my thing is like my expectation is to get the wooden spoon. If I if it's more than that, we we did okay. But I was gonna add before we close it, and you know I'll let Christian close it out. See if he remembers all the stuff and uh, and then Rodrigo. I don't officially close it out. But I was gonna say. We're trying to definitely get more active and, you know, and listeners questions. Uh, we forget half of the time. I know that we were going to record today and Christian was like, hey, do you want to put something? By the time I looked, it was like super late. So if you guys are ever, you know, have any questions on anything, you know, anything, it can be a joke, it can be dynamo, whatever you guys want us to touch on the show, just make sure to either uh, tweet at Dynamo Theory or maybe even just look us up or, or what's it called message us on dynamo theory on instagram and if you do tweet use the hashtag uh, ask dt that will we'll track the questions we'll get dustin to track them for us but christian man i guess let the people know how they can connect with us yeah like rudy said you can follow us, you can find us at dynamo theory on Instagram and Twitter, you can always just go to the website dynamotheory.com for the articles. Like I, like we mentioned, we are getting back on track, so you know expect all these uh, breakfast links coming at you a few times a week. You know we get uh, give you a bunch of the news that are happening during the week. Uh, obviously, as soon as we get any information about the Dynamo, the Dash, you know we'll be pumping out those as well. So don't forget, stay tuned to dynamotheory.com. You can find. Me at Chris Butalias. You can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura 01 and then Rudy Segura 3. So there you go. I remembered. I actually flipped them. There you go. Uh, but yeah, don't forget, man, dynamotheory.com. That's where you get everything and anything. Thank you for jo- for listening again. That's for it. Listening again. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening again. And um, I guess I'll close it out by saying. We'll hope to make the best out of the season as um, Dynamo Theory and also as Dynamo fans. And hopefully it's going to be a great season for us. Let's just hope it's better than the last. We la- Last last season, I did say it can't get any worse. And it did get worse, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> that you got and right. This season, technically, I guess. And yeah, September was very painful. <laughs> I know. No, we beat LAFC that. But the sure. coach got fired. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it happens. Anyways, um, Houston fans, thank you for listening. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever for us.